We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. We'll have a few topics today. We'll answer some of your questions and more on uh, on today's show, a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You're coming to town this weekend. Stop on in. Take advantage of their uh, ribs, pork specials, chicken, their hot case. It includes many side items and more desserts. Feeds you all the way around there inside the convenience store at the Oxford Exxon, the Blue Sky location here in Oxford. Good gas prices. The lunch special is five sixty nine. Two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink every single weekday, and maybe you download the Speed Pass Plus out by now. When you do that, you earn points, and you earn points, you save money there with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. Or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service. You'll love the product. Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove it to you when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square. Be a great place this weekend. If you're in town, stop in, cool off, get you a cold beer, a hamburger, po' boy, uh, great appetizers, full bar, the whole deal at Rafters Music and Food. Also, Rafters on uh, Rafters in New Albany. And then don't forget about Rafters on the Water, where you should be planning for a big weekend on the water. Frozen daiquiris, frozen margaritas, waterfront views, and start getting ready for that big July the 4th extravaganza out there. The largest fireworks show in North Mississippi. So that's the Rafters on the Water at Sardis. I was kind of perusing uh, Twitter a minute ago. It's not as bad when we're here most of the time, and hopefully my own setup will be just as good. But I see where Bud Elliott at 24-7, he ordered a silent keyboard so you can't hear him typing during uh, during podcasts. Maybe something I should look into. I type Probably. fairly hard when I type. Um, yes. I, I, I'm surprised I haven't broken keyboards by this point. So uh, just a thought there. But Tyler, uh, I mean, Bud says that he, is, he has ordered a silent keyboard for uh 
for his for, for all podcast purposes. I'm assuming he does most of them on Zoom. And yeah, it's bad on Zoom. Like you hear everything yeah. surrounding the deal. On I'm a pretty quiet typer. Yeah, I'm, I'm not not even a little bit. Um, and it's not even like what I'm typing or anything. I mean, it, it can be a a letter to my grandmother or something more serious, and I'm just pounding away. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a weird. I deal. would have never known. I know. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um, you know, God knows what those old talk shoe ones sound like back in the day. I mean, they were already bad anyway, but I'm sure that was horrific. In the, I bet it sounded like shrapnel going off. It sounded like a show. high school ta- typing yeah. class. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of those oh. where you take the little orange sleeves and put like this. I think they called them fast type, where you couldn't see the letters. They made you learn the keyboard oh, yeah. by using by using fast type. Y'all might not have had that when you had typewriters, not computers. But I don't yeah, know. I don't remember. But we did. You did. We did have typewriters where they took the letters off, and you had to know. Really? Yeah. How much slower do you think you'd be on a typewriter? Because you don't have backspace. Um, it's a good bit slower. But I was, I'm was i a pretty good typer. I, Typist. I, I haven't done like a speed test in a really long time to even see what I would come out at. I have I have no idea. Um, Bobby says, if I heard anything about the Alec Costial case, not a single word at all. I have no idea where that's at in the court system nothing. right now. Isn't that funny? It's been two years. Yeah, I, I know nothing about that what, uh, whatsoever. I also love this because it triggers every single sports fan. Somebody put on Twitter a couple days ago or yesterday. It already has, it has twelve hundred and sixty replies in his building, and he's mostly trying to piss off baseball fans and trolling. But he says, "What is the least skillful, popular sport?" And they goes, "It has to be baseball, right?" And that's nowhere near the answer. But the Twitter frustration of everybody, whatever their sport they love, defending it has been great in this reply. On the least skillful. And it depends if we're talking sport. like just your normal person being normal person average, or are we talking about like for a professional athlete? Because those are not the same answers at all. No. It's probably like just going around and like do something. It's probably like basketball because anybody can like hit a free throw or do something like that, but that doesn't mean they're going to play an elite level. Right, right. Because to be at an elite level, you have to be remarkably athletic in and, tons of different ways and or incredibly skilled. Correct, yes. Um, like high school level, you don't have to be remarkably skilled to be a good lineman. Yeah. Or depending on the level, even a baseball player. Yeah. More skillful than lineman. Though, yeah. 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 For sure. You have to be pretty skilled to be a hockey player. You have to have incredibly oh, yeah. good hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Um, you have to have remarkably good footwork to be a good soccer player. Sure. I mean, tennis is incredibly skilled. Yeah, golf, golf is a, hard. Golf is a skill. I'm trying to use the word skill. I'm trying to think what is the least skill because it takes. Well, I mean, here that's the thing though. It like if we're taking athleticism out, separate from skill, the most skillful is baseball because you have a lot of really good baseball players who aren't necessarily elite athletes. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I never understand why people have to get into that fight anyway. Why can't we just watch a sport, any sport, pick a sport, and admire it for its cycling? Th- it's a pure strength and agility thing, and, but an endurance. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is a certain degree of skill to going down the French Alps or whatever it is <laughs> sure, at, at, yeah. at 70 miles an hour yeah. or whatnot. There's some mechanics to the Tour de France. Um, I mean, it looks terrifying as hell, is what it looks like. Those, those helmet cams do kind of freak you out a little bit when they're doing yeah. whatever miles per hour they're doing down those things. I mean, seriously, 40 miles an hour or whatever going down in, in a in a on a bike with other bikes all around you on hairpin curves. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, it's scary. 
I'm not going to look one of those cats in the eye and go, you have no skill. <laughs> you just ride a bike. You just ride a bike. No, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. What, I, I don't, I've never understood the need to trash Distance talk. runners? Is that the least skillful? Maybe so. Yeah, probably That's so. the answer. And that requires an incredible amount of mental toughness. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, well, none of this shit's easy. It's yeah. just a matter of, and that's what a, we're... And, and, and for many, that's a skill. I mean, you know this. If you've trained to run long, run the the hard part about running a long race is the training to do it. Because when you're out doing that 17 mile run on Sunday, bored out of your freaking mind, asking yourself, "Why am I doing this?" Mm-hmm. The Mental toughness that it takes to go. I'm doing it because I I'm, I set a goal. Blah blah blah. But yeah, that's probably the answer. Yeah, yeah. See, Ginger, I read that the other way. She goes golf because Phil's old and just want to major in another sport to make that happen. That to me makes it even more of a skill than anything else because that is strictly a skill. Yeah, he had to be completely on top of his game for four days. Yeah, doesn't have to be the perfect athlete. Just has to be skill. And that's mental toughness too. Yeah. You know, I mean. Good form and running is pretty important. Being any sport requires skill. It just doesn't mean like you watch Trey Young play. I mean, holy hell, that's skill. It's talent. It's skill. It's yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, come on. Just I, I I'll never understand why we have to like belittle a sport. Um, I, I saw this last night, and we'll get some of your questions. We'll just kind of talk about whatever today. It kind of feels like an old-timey Friday show a little bit as we just uh, meander our way through the uh, the time period today with you. Um, did you watch any Vanderbilt last night at all? Uh, no. Okay. I was watching. Um, Are you caught up on what happened? I, I, well, I'm aware that they came back and won. Okay. I, I say it. Let me, let me rephrase. I, okay. I had flipped to it at one point, and it was 5-2, to two, like sixth inning. Okay. And I said, well, I'm going to see if Vanderbilt does something this inning. And they didn't. And you kind of And I up. went away from it, and I never came back. And then I saw it implied on Twitter that it was a it's kind of a shocking deal. They were down the entire game. They played as bad for three or four innings I've seen Vanderbilt play. They had three errors and a misplayed fly, fly, uh, fly ball in the first three innings. Okay. So they're down – Maybe four to nothing at one point. I mean, they ran a lot. It was, I think it was, it was five two, and they got it back to five four. And I think in the eighth, it was five four. Then maybe even the ninth, it goes five four. It was, yeah, it was five four. Yeah. Uh, and they two outs, nobody on, down to their last strike. Okay. Kid walks, infield single, maybe a wild pitch or something. I don't remember what happened there. Bradfield gets a hit to tie it. And then there's like something, and then they win the game because the Stanford kid who had struck out six of the first eight he faced in his three inning stint throws a wild pitch, and that's how they win. Which I saw the wild pitch. Okay, so that's the how they win. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so another kind of example we talked to David about yesterday. We didn't really elaborate on it. Why? T- why some teams do this? Why some teams don't? You said you have it in the mailbag pretty often. All those kind of things. The other part of it that strikes me, and I got a couple different things I want to discuss with this um, because I was just kind of sitting there thinking about it, is does it take you becoming one of those teams to also get the breaks of the other team freaking out because you're on the field with them? Because in a lot of ways, Vanderbilt won that game, but Stanford also lost that game last night. Stanford combusted. Now, look, their closer was fatigued and on fumes and all those things, but 
They won the game on a wild pitch. I mean, at the end of the day, that's not something they control. They lost. They, they lost their lead on a walk. They did. Yeah. Well, and early in the game, they completely. I mean, even the announcers who never say anything like this go, "Vanderbilt's losing this game more than Stanford's winning it right now." Oh, that was pretty controversial. They did. Yeah, for them, that was like, whoa. Um, I mean, a little engines and whatnot. Um, but I, I guess my point being, though, do you feel like it also plays into it that other teams get more anxiety based on who they're playing and trying to finish off games? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you, you see it. If Stanford's playing Dixie State yesterday, they're like, all right. Look, people get pissed off when we talk about this day, and I get it. Uh-huh. But the Tennessee Tech day, as that day went along, it had a different feel to it. People who are in that stadium all the time talked about how it felt different. I mean, I've watched a lot of Cubs pre-2016. And late in the year, we it got weird. The place felt weird. You could feel the weird on TV. You're telling me the players can't feel that weird? Come on. David DeLucci talked about it in Cleveland. People coming up to him, hey, you know, what about, yeah, of course. Expecting something to go wrong instead of right. Yeah, I mean, before the Red Sox won, remember the angst about the Red Sox? Yeah. That's real. Well, that's what made the three zero comeback so big in 04. Of course, why, why there's documentaries and all those things where it's no, this is that fan base that didn't thought they were losing everything. They never thought they'd win anything. They thought they were cursed for well, God's well, sake. I mean, when did the Cubs finally win? They went and got, they went and got Ben Zobrist, mm-hmm. who had won the year before with Kansas City. He had oh. just won a ring. Okay. They got John Lester, who'd won a couple of rings in Boston. They got John Le- Lackey, who just does not care about anything. Yeah, I mean John Lackey is one of those people. He just doesn't – he doesn't care. And so none of it fa- – that stuff didn't phase him. And then they had a bunch of kind of kids and stuff, and, you know, I mean, it worked out. And it also, to your point, probably helped that they were playing the Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. who had a slump of their own. A similar – And I've talked to people inside the Cubs organization who have said, thank God games six and seven were in Cleveland. That's interesting. Thank God. Not having home field advantage was an advantage. Yes. Or not at least the disadvantage that Wrigley may have been. I mean, I was at game three yeah. at Wrigley. What's the series at this point? 1-1. One, one. Okay. So it's game three. It should be kind of a party. Yeah, sure. And I'll never forget it. Not the it. end of the world either I'll way. never forget it. Uh, it was. I want to say it was fifth inning. It was, a, at the time, a 0-0 game. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland had, I want to say, first and third and one out. It may have been bases loaded, one out. Okay. And Cleveland hit into a double play. And that place erupted. And I get it. It's World Series. It was a big, big moment in the game. But if you had just dropped somebody in there, you would have thought that play, the Cubs won the game. It was just crazy. There was so much tension. So much tension. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you look at game six in Cleveland. The Indians have, have a chance right there to win the series. Arietta kind of shoves it up them. And they, they, they give it away early. And I go back and think about it now from the Indian perspective. 
when Addison Russell hits that home run in the second or third inning of Game Six, the Grand Slam, mm-hmm. this makes it seven nothing Cubs. You know what went through the minds of Indians fans? Oh my God, we're going to blow this. Stadium kind of got funky. And the only reason in Game 7 that that stadium was alive the way it was was because half the people in it were Cubs fans. Otherwise, that stadium would have had this sense of dread. When the Too Reds, nervous to cheer. When the Red Sox finally broke through, it was on the road. Yeah. And they ended up steamrolling the Cardinals, but yeah. Yeah, but they won the pennant yeah. in New York. Yeah. In a blowout, Game yeah. 7. yeah. So, yeah, I think there's something mental to it. I mean, I don't know what Tim Corbin said. I think you're setting this up to to get to a Corbin quote. But. Well, I'm, I'm setting up a completely different thing in a way. This is what I find interesting because, you know, in baseball, sports in general, but baseball especially, there's a frustration from fans in a game to, like, be able to coach, hey, go do something, do this, do this. Well, A, it doesn't work that way. And, B, you've got to really pick your spot. So I thought this quote was – now, Corbin has a really dumb quote I'm going to say in a second. But okay. this quote's really smart. I, I thought this was interesting. So I was reading – I never clicked on a game story. For some reason, I clicked on a game story this morning from that game last night. And I think I was looking for more highlights. And it said, um, in the in the fourth inning, they were down 3 nothing, 4 nothing, whatever it was. Christian Little, the 17-year-old, uh-huh. I remember from playing, pitching against Ole Miss, very frustrated by all the errors. I mean, it got to him. He's pissed off at the entire defense behind him. I mean, it, it, it gets, it's pretty rough for Vanderbilt at the moment. They think it's kind of over. And they were rattled. And when they came in in the fourth, I had actually turned it for a minute to watch something else. And I had a buddy text me and was like, hey, Corbin's getting all over him. Like, we've we got something going here, like, whatever. Because there's a lot of almost people pulling for Vanderbilt to hang in this thing right now. And um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> just, I got a lot of texts about that last night. So anyway, Corbin says this, though, about he, he got after ass pretty good. And okay. he says, it was just a moment. I don't typically talk to them during the course of a game. But I thought there were some moments. I went out to the mound to change pitchers. I didn't think the eyes looked good. And when I came back in, Brownie, Scott Brown, the Vanderbilt pitching coach, said the same thing. So I just didn't think – so I just didn't want to go down. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose playing aggressively, and I didn't think we were. It was more of a challenge than anything else. First of all, I don't like doing that. And second of all, it's their game. It's theirs to win or lose, and you don't ever want to interfere. But at the same time, I didn't feel like they were playing like themselves and we need to snap out of it. And I'm not saying that discussion had anything to do with what happened. But at that point, we just need to snap out of whatever fog we were in because we were not playing like ourselves. Yeah. It's a really interesting coach quote from the standpoint of it's their game. I'm just kind of here, and they're doing it. and Because you're not saying, hey, I just roll the ball out on the field, it's, but it's, it's, it's in-game. It's, it's Joe Madden, Terry Francona. Um, it's that sort of school of, of, of mental thought. I, I tend to agree with them. Mm-hmm. The preparation is done. The game's in the player's hands. He doesn't get to pitch. So, no, you prepare them mentally to be in the best spot possible to execute. That's it. Yeah, and That's then you, you watch and you make chess moves, but the the actual play, Tim Corbin doesn't impact the game. Doesn't he? Doesn't throw a pitch or hit a ball or swing at a pitch. I mean, mm-hmm. he's 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 a he's a spectator. Frankly. You're and you're you're paid to be a very observant spectator who can make personnel changes. But at the end of the day, I mean, you you even if like you know the whole bunt thing or not bunt or stole base or you know it's you're, you're the players are the ones that still ex- execution. The, yeah. yeah, the players execute or don't. Yeah, and I think as a manager, sometimes you can you see a lot of this this over managing. I 
I kind of have a respect for the manager that when the game starts, you know where he is. He's in his spot, and he typically doesn't change his expressions very much. He's observing. He's, again, being a spectator. And if you get into the habit of of doing too much of the rallying the troops stuff, kid, just... Well, it also becomes crying wolf. They don't listen when you actually need them to listen yeah, at that point. Yeah. Just, you're yelling at them all the time. Yeah, you're whatever. talking all the time. Yeah. Frankly, I don't – one of the things I don't understand about the college game as opposed to the pro game is the need for a post-game deal in left field every game or right field every Especially game. Especially ones you – you, frankly, you know you got a team in trouble if they hang out there like 20 minutes. Because you're like, what, what are you yeah. doing? Like if I were running a team, we wouldn't do that after every game. I'm not sure we'd ever do it so that when we had a post-game meeting. It actually was like, whoa. Whoa. We're having a meeting. Yeah, because you can hang a thing up as it goes, hey, batting practice tomorrow at 10. Wear your red tops and your yeah. gray bottoms. Well, yeah, I swear it does. Yeah, sure. But if I said, no, we're, we're going to have a meeting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Curious to see what this is about. Yeah. Like. Even it's interesting we're talking about the Cubs. The Cubs had in 2016 one all year one players only meeting. Well, during the rain delay of Game Seven, that was it. That's it. So the words, the significance of that moment resonated. Mm-hmm. If you just meet, 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 guys don't even listen. Yeah, I don't know. I just you, you don't hear college coaches. And that often be that direct and purposeful with quotes. I guess put it that way, where it was no, here's why, here's whatever. Yeah. I, I thought that I thought thought it was very very good from Corbin last night. Speaks uh, volumes about who he is. Frankly, right. tells you a lot about the way that he runs his organization. Mm-hmm. The belief he has in him. He put the work in. Once yeah. the work's put in, and he cussed him a little bit, and he went out. Well, him sure. And says, hey, but wake it was up. it was to get their attention. Yeah, wake up. Like hey. I got six innings left, yeah, five we, innings left. Let's we're gonna go. lose games. Only eight, only eight teams are here, and only one's leaving as a winner. Yeah, the other seven teams are gonna leave losers. Yeah. So if we're gonna lose, play. Let's let's lose our way. Yeah. Because they, they they got rattled. They were. It's one of the great things about out. baseball, right? I mean, you're gonna lose games. You're not going undefeated. You're gonna lose games. You've got to learn how to. So if you're gonna lose, lose, lose your way. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We'll uh, take some of your questions and a couple more things when we uh, get done paying a couple bills. Tell you first about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. A couple of deadlines coming up for OPC. The uh, youth soccer season starts the deadline is June 27th, which is Sunday. The cost is $50 per player. The leagues are based on birth years. They have spots for kids born in 2008 all the way through 2017. You believe that? God, we're getting old. 17. 2017-year-old kids can play soccer? I guess they can. They're four. The mini kickers or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. the little run around. Yeah. I tell you what, you got to meet with those kids. Yeah, we haven't done that yet, any of that kind of stuff. That's, that hasn't been a thing. We've got a couple other individual sports. It's kind of been where we're at so far. Season starts August 16th. It's OxfordParkCommission.com. Adult kickball. Also, the uh, the deadline to register is uh, is actually July the 4th. 
Cost is $125 per team. No limit to roster size. Uh, the season runs July 7th through August 4th. Actually sounds like a lot of fun. Adult kickball. OxfordParkCommission.com for more details. The uh, Oxford Park Commission also hosting a three-on-three basketball league next month. Cost per team is $200. Team captains will submit their rosters to the OPC. The season runs July 6th through August the 12th at the Coach Howell Activity Center. The deadline to register team is Sunday, this coming Sunday. So OxfordParkCommission.com. Oh, we're also brought to you by the College Corner. It's your uh, one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, collegecornerstore.com. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi. Martin Palomo and I taped a Mind on My Money podcast earlier today. A lot of uh, Martin's reactions to uh, current events as it affects markets and such. I think you'll enjoy it. That's brought to you by the people at Pinnacle. Learn more. Go to pintrust.com. P-I-N-N Trust. Dot com. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. It's the name you can trust with more than 50 years of HVAC experience in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area. They're offering a special fall preventative maintenance plan uh, next fall. It's important to get your heating system running in, in tip-top shape. But for right now, your focus is on your AC. So you want to make sure that thing's going because it's about to get super hot here pretty quick. 662-801-1777. Uh, Carson and I are going to be taping a um, um, Chasing the Ring, talking NBA as he's starting to rub it in, how much he predicted the Hawks would make a run, and they are. That's brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years, going on 74 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Alan King and all the people at Lamons, they're great. You'll love them. They'll take great care of you. We've been uh, doing our business there for, God, I don't know, 12 years now. They're great. LamonsFineJewelry.com, 662-234-2777. Uh, Anthony says, what's a good bourbon for me to try? Typically drink Woodford, Makers, Elijah Craig. Give me an idea what I like. Um, the ones we've been talking for a while. I don't know of any like mass market ones that are new and out that make a lot of sense to me. If you, if you like Woodford, obviously the Woodford Double Oak is even better. It's, really good. Um, it's fantastic. I've been. Uh, I should stop because you should have you can't find it much of anymore. Um, as much, but Old Forester nineteen ten. Um, probably the other favorite right now from a mass market standpoint. So uh, those a couple as you uh, as you move forward. The Athletic has uh, their latest mock draft out. Um, Kumar seven to the Royals, lighter three to the Tigers. Um, they've got Jackson Joe falling to eleven. That. I, I think he goes before that. I think that's probably the floor for where he uh, he's he's going. Any lower than that, you at least start having a conversation a little bit, though. Um, yeah, anything anything eleven or lower, it l- at, at least, least doesn't make a, it up. There's a talk. Yeah, if it's single digits, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Just uh, just thought there. Uh, let's see. Anybody else in the first round? I don't think so. Looking through. They have your Cubs taking a high school outfielder at 21. Okay. From Dutch Fork, South Carolina. Oh, yeah? Yep. All right. That's correct. Uh, the Rays getting Ryan Bliss, the shortstop from Auburn at 28, would be a really good pick. That uh, He can play for me whenever he would like to. Anytime. He's, le- he's legit. 
It kept Hoglin falling, falling all the way to 29 to the Dodgers um, in this one. Wouldn't blow me out of the water if that happened. Also, although this is Keith Law's mock draft, and Keith Law is going to push any college pitcher down because they didn't come out of the game at 65 pitches every single time. Oh. So just keep that aware of following his uh, his mock draft. Keith has a bit of an agenda. Every single time a pitcher throws more than about 85 pitches, yes. Okay. Every single time, yeah. He 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 likes the 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 freedom fighting Twitter mentions that he gets agreeing with him every single time that it happens. It's an interesting story if you can ever get people to in the pros to talk honestly about it. Mm-hmm. Like what what do you look at with college pitchers in terms of wear and tear? Yeah, and some of it, frankly, it's mostly do I trust the programs to manage them correctly between their starts? Right. That's actually much more the key than it is what they're throwing on game day. And because unless you're just like overuse, 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 eh, okay, fine, like whatever. It's the in between that yeah. really I, I I think is more important. And I've always wanted to do the story, and I guess no one's stopping me. I just don't know that I have enough pro baseball contacts who would agree to do this because I would grant them anonymity. Mm-hmm. How much do you hate the regional round where coaches bring them back on Monday? Yeah, yeah. How much does that drive you crazy? And it, it, it I, I, this is anecdotal. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it has gotten less that that even happens as time right. is going on. I really don't notice that much anymore for the most Although part. Although we just saw it. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Here. Yeah, I know like, it happens. Bo- both teams went back to their but Friday But it's people. not as prevalent as like back in the day, they just automatically even start that game and you're just yeah. like, pow, pow, Well, like pow, Arkansas pow, pow. did it with the Friday starter on Sunday. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought yeah. him back in a super. And yeah. I said, what are you, what are you doing? Them being in that game, whenever that was, and only trusting, it was Super Regional, only trusting Cops and Wicklander at that point. That was it. It's in game bizarre. three. Yeah. I know. Um, while he's right, they're complete fighters. The, the eye roll then with Corbin is he has this quote. We might not be the most talented team. But the <laughs> thing is, you can't deny the kids are tough. They're tough, and every time you challenge them, they come back, and I appreciate that. I appreciate <sighs> their fighters. Okay. <laughs> See... <laughs> All he has to say is, is here's a much better quote, where he gets away, we have a really talented team, but there's more to our team than talent. These are also really tough kids, resilient kids. Now you're complimenting them. You're not not covering up the fact that, yeah, you have a tremendous amount of talent on your roster, but there's more to being great than being talented. You have to be resilient, and they are. He's allowed the whole talk this year to really get under his skin, and he he, he he directly or indirectly mentions it constantly right now. He can't let it go. wonder why it bothers him so much. I don't know. It wouldn't bother me even a little bit. But it bothers him. He, I would, I would, he wants to be seen as a little engine a little bit right now. My response to that, if I were in his shoes, is I have not broken one rule. Yes. That's a you problem. I haven't broken. Well, you can even word. credit your your institution. You Whatever. can do all kind of stuff about. I mean, we we do not go outside of the rules in recruiting. Yeah. Not one time. If you don't like it, we're proud of the program we have in place, and we feel like we're a landmark institution for academics and athletics. Yes. And blah 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 blah. We think the young men that come into our program are given an opportunity in the classroom and on the field to excel. And we don't break any rules. And Next. What else you got? I know. And if the, do you feel like it's an unfair advantage? Nope. 
Because it's completely fair. I'm not breaking rules. Unfair implies that we break rules. I don't break rules. It is completely inside the rules of the team. I haven't done one thing outside of the rule book. So, no, I don't think it's unfair. That would be my answer. And I'd tell anybody who didn't like it to go eat a bag or do something about it. Tennessee kicked its freshman quarterback off the team today. Ooh, for what? Out on Salter. I don't know. Oh, I remember that kid. Yeah. Kicked off the team. Huh? Was he one of the ones that was involved in the thing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Uh, Balls are back. <laughs> um, Sorry, Mark. I just saw you in there. Apologize. I, I mean, you're hitting him on Indians today, Tennessee. I mean, Jesus. Like, yeah, Mark hates me right now. I mean, it's very, you could be like the Billy Madison guy for a long. I'm just going to mark it right off the list. Um, Over under passing TDs for Ole Miss, 37 and a half. That's less than three a game. Try that three a game. Yeah. I mean, are they going to kick the crap out of some of the non-cons and throw for six? I guess it's conceivable. I, I'm actually going to go under because their running backs are really good. They can rely on them inside as long as the offensive line. Now, again, well, maybe back up. Last year, the offensive line could get zero push at all, which increased that number a little bit. So, really, it's an, it's the question to that number is not even about Corral. It's about can the interior of the offensive line get any push inside the five-yard line. Yeah, I did a radio hit the other day, and they were just obsessed with this pass-happy thing. Ole Miss is going to throw it, throw it, throw it. I'm like, well, really, that's not what Kiffin does. Mm -hmm. It's not who he is at all, in fact. He takes, he goes to his strengths, whatever they are. And on this team, the depth of running back is at least to start the season a strength, and I think you'll see a lot of that. Yeah, as long as they can move. I, I pulled up some some op things here, so I'll get some of the questions in a second. But I pulled this question out um, basically because it doesn't feel like a mailbag podcast when we talk movies to some extent, and we have several of our favorites. But this is a pretty good category because uh, my my question is not who's the best because this is obvious. The question is is Kevin Costner the goat of sports movie actors? And now the and the answer to that is absolutely one hundred percent. That's not even a question. Yeah. Who's second is the is my question to you? <laughs> I'm not sure. I can, because, sure I can think of another one. I, well, I got options. Okay. okay. I, I actually I guess I got some homework here. Some of these are not sports movies, but they involve sports enough to make us have the conversation on some of these guys. Okay. Got it? That all makes right. Sense? Sure. Sylvester Stallone, because he's in all the Rockies and he's in Victory, the soccer movie. Okay. He's at least on the list. Wesley Snipes, Undisputed, Major League, White Men Can't Jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's really pretty, good. Omar Epps, The Program, Major League Two, and Love and Basketball. That's really good. That's okay. a sneaky one there for Epps. All right. Um, Denzel Washington, he got game. Remember the Titans, the Hurricane. Oh, yeah. Got a few there. Yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson is actually on the list because he's got Whiteman Can't Jump, Semi-Pro, and Kingpin. I mean, it's, it's yeah. pushing it, but he's there. Do you give Tom Cruise credit, Jerry Maguire, All the Right Moves, and Days of Thunder? He was really good in a couple of those. I mean, you got at least all the right moves is actually a really good movie. Now he was a horrific high school corner. They tried to make seem good, but it's a pretty good movie. That's not bad. Got Leah Thompson back in the day. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of in your that's that's sort of in your wheelhouse more than (coughs) more than mine. So far, I would say Stallone, and I'll tell you why. It's not on the original Rockies. It's on these most recent Rockies that he's elevated it. His his performance as an actor in Creed. And Creed 2 oh, really? is remarkable, I think. Okay. 
Um, Dennis Quaid, the rookie, breaking away in any given Sunday. Well, I thought about Dennis Quaid. That was one of the names that popped up. Gene Hackman, Hoosiers, the replacements, and point and uh, split decisions. So Gene Hackman as the coach. Correct, yeah. yeah. Keanu Reeves, hardball, the replacements, and point break. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just here. Jamie Foxx, any given Sunday, the great white hype, and Ali. We got two there. He was really good in Ali. So you got two there that are that, that are good. That who was are, that, the uh, who was the actor that played Jackie Robinson in Forty One? Oh, I don't know his name. I'm not sure, but he doesn't have anything else. I don't believe in the sports movie. That genre. was not the the guy that uh, Chadwick Chadwick. The oh, guy I, who died. maybe it was. Was yeah, that yeah. who that was? Maybe you're right. Yeah, I think that maybe that he right. was. He was phenomenal. Yeah. in Forty One. Right. His portrayal of Jackie Robinson was um, inspiring. Is that who that was? That sounds right now that you say it, but I'm not 100%. I'm sure the stream will answer before I can look it up, so okay. I'll allow them to uh, do that. Um, Sneaky one here, because this first one is one of my favorite books, and it's really a really good movie, too. Robert De Niro, because of Bang the Drum Slowly, Raging Bull, and The Fan. Oh. He was terrific in The Fan. Yeah, and Raging, and, and sorry, Bang the Drum Slowly is one of my favorite books and movies. I, it's it's a it's a tearjerker and it'll kind of get you, but I, I really, really like it. Um, if anyone wants to read it, though, it's actually not the first park book in the series. The, the, the first book in the series is The Southpaw, and then Bang the Drum Slowly is second. Um, anyway, it's a four-book series, okay. if you want to do that. Um, James Kahn for Brian's Song and Rollerball. And I got a few other ones, but those are the main ones. That no, Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights. Sorry. I, mean, I guess he was in, wasn't he? Semi-pro. Yeah, that's right. So sorry. Missed him out there. <laughs> but I don't know. There's a few There's a few pretty good ones. I mean, I'm. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yeah. I... What a tragic loss. That guy was, was an amazing actor. Yeah. Stallone, Snipes, Elps. De Niro, I feel like, are my four that were at least kind of a Rushmore that we're competing against here. Yeah, and then I'm going to add Bozeman to the list because that okay. was a phenomenal yeah, sure. performance. God, he was so good. And I've read so much about how he got ready for that. Mm -hmm. Do you know he had never played baseball? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Like nothing. He So he went and learned how to play baseball. And obviously, he didn't become a great baseball player, but he – Learned like how to run bases, how to catch and throw. He just never had never played. If I if I'm remembering the story correctly, I didn't know that he started. Yeah, got went out to some high school field and hired some people to help him in six hours, seven hours a day of hitting practice and fielding practice and stuff. I forgot Khan was in the program too. You're right. So that's that's true. Uh. Costner, either sports movies or movies that have some sports something in them. Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, For Love of the Game, Ten Cup, American Flyers, The Upside of Anger, Draft Day, McFarland USA, and Molly's Game. All movies oh. with at least some sports premise to them for, for Costner. Including a pretty big four there um, off yeah. the, off the yeah. top. So Sports has been good to Kevin Costner. Yeah, he's, he's up here, and then everybody else is trying to figure out where uh, – I mean, we're we're gonna even give him Field of Dreams. I mean, we're not even gonna take it off the list, so it's uh, it's fine. Such uh, a stupid movie. It's a incredibly dumb movie, but it, it tear jerks, and everybody goes, oh, whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm an asshole. Okay, that's, I, I I get it. Okay, the I, that's end of it does bring tears. 
It does. Get it. You got to get to the end, though. It's getting. I've got to sit through an hour and twenty-seven minutes of saccharin first. Yeah. I mean. I'm oh, critiquing Hoosiers and Build of Dreams, but then, like, my favorite sports movie is potentially the one where they have a deleted scene because people died. Like, so I, I, I get it. I understand, like, what, what what's going on here. Go the distance. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea if D.C. or Puerto Rico are going to join the U.S. or what you would do with the flag. It doesn't feel like the territories have gained a lot of uh, traction in this battle. Um, this would be more of a Neil question. You're kind of up yeah, on these things more than I am. Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard much about that. Maybe not. No, I mean I know it was, a, it was a big campaign thing at the time, but you haven't really looked into it. Well, they're they're predictably they're having to slow down on the agenda a little bit because it's hard to get stuff passed like that, and mm-hmm. it's already we're approaching. I don't know if this is what makes the system great or if this is a flaw in the system, but we're approaching campaign season. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um. I do not believe Dan McDonald reached out in any in, uh, specific personal way to let Keith Carter know he was interested in the Ole Miss job, but it was floating around everywhere. Keith Carter was very aware that Dan McDonald would, would wanted the Ole Miss job. Yes. I don't I, think Dan called Keith. No. But yeah, it, it, do it, I think it, Dan let it be known? 100%. Yes, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. It came from a lot of places. Yeah. I mean. The whole, you guys made that up. Why would we make that up? I mean, what would, what would, that's what bothers me sometimes about the you guys made it up argument. There has to be a motivation to make it up. I've spent years saying he wouldn't take the job. Years. So, I mean, well, I don't know the people. So when I tell you that I hear it, why would I make that up? Why? Mm-hmm. What, would, what incentive would I have to make that up? Right. So, get into more questions in a second. First, I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities. Two internet packages, the Ignite, the 100 MBPS, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Carport Studio. I've got it in my home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, parental controls, network security, and more. So find out if they're in your area, and if so, get the best internet around again, 662-238-3159. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate's based out of Jackson, Mississippi, services the entire state, all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. Pinpoint's core services include tenant representation, site selection, acquisition and disposition of income-producing assets, development and occupancy solutions for landlords. Pinpoint takes pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. For all your commercial real estate needs, give Sam and B.B. a call at 601 586 3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. Blue, um, I'm sorry, baseball season is uh, wrapped up, at least here. And uh, you may not find yourself in Oxford for a few months, but there's no reason to delay your new Blue Delta Jeans. Using uh, Blue Delta's virtual tailor at BlueDeltaJeans.com, you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple minutes. And uh, Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking good for the first kick of football season in September. Until Sunday, that's this Sunday, uh, our podcast listeners can enter the promo code SUMMER, that's S-U-M-M-E-R, 
at checkout for uh, $100 off your order. $100 off for entering the promo code SUMMER at checkout. It's a huge savings, so don't miss out. The deadline, again, is on Sunday. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. See all the events going on, including the uh, Summer Sunset Series. Final one of the summer. It's the whole month of June, Sunday night, 6 to 7.30. Music, Dr. Mountain Radio is the performer this week. June uh, 27th, Sunday night for uh, that one in the Grove. Bring the kids, picnics, blankets, and more. And take advantage of that for free here locally in uh, in Oxford. Someone, Mark says that, no, was, is it, yeah, Mark says Chadwick Bozeman was also in draft day. I'm not going to hold that against him, but. <laughs> it gives him another sports movie, though. It does. It lets him have a sports movie. Because I mean, if we're going to give it to Costner, we've got to give it to. But can we talk just very briefly. About how bad this movie About is? horrific that movie is. Like, where was hand-raised guys that goes, Mr. Costner? With, Do you think with, they even had, a like, a sports person to. No. You don't think there was even, like, I, the, I, what, what do those people call, like, the. And it's a. a, a a contributor, a, a, I mean, essentially to make sure it looks sort of real is what it, it, their job. I just are. wish there would have been a hand raised guy in that room that said, "Mr. Costner, with all due respect, sir, Bull Durham was fantastic, sir. You were great." <laughs> um, <laughs> it, was, it, was wonderful, it was a wonderful movie. Um, film, film, yes, yeah. it was great. Uh, I laughed, I cried. But with all due respect, sir, this is an absolute nightmare and an abomination. Stay away, and we need to stop. We let, need- let let whoever's like career you stole, where if, like it's Bill Simmons thing. Like if that person didn't exist, who's the movie star is in his place? Like let that person do this movie. You, you yeah, go do something else, Mr. Costner. This, this you remember how bad Waterworld it was? Yeah, no, th- <laughs> yeah. Oscar envelope, please yeah. compared to this. Thanks. All right. Remember when Stallone and Wesley Snipes did Demolition Man? Yeah, no, this this is yours. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a really bad idea, sir. Because they end up with all of them at the end. Spoiler alert! Like, yeah, yeah, it just happens to work out. Yeah, just yeah, you, you get... and you what you do is you just call the GM and go, "Hey, here's what we're going to do in like nine seconds." Yeah. All right, so here's what's going to happen. You're going to give us your first pick, and we're going to give you this pile of trash. Ready? Awful. What's sad is some people left that don't really understand sports that went, oh, that's how this works. Yeah. And that's how they're going through life now. <laughs> I just I just wish someone could have said, Mr. Costner, this is a bad idea. We should stop now. Did he make a ton of money at least? I don't know. There's no way many people went and saw that. Well, I mean, but he had to have like his, his his rate met. How much did Costner make for draft day? Sean's asking me while you're looking that up if I've heard anything about the Tennessee wide receiver in the transfer portal. It's just there's there's it's hard to get information about who is actually being recruited out of the transfer portal right now. Just be honest with you, I don't know. That is not information that they're making readily available. Not even a little bit. I mean, just completely. It's just a... I can't find it. They should have to put this out there somewhere. We should know what people get paid for that pile of crap. Like, 
Just how much did you get? I'd like to have I mean, people were gullible enough to go see it. Well, getting him is the only reason you even got anybody to go anyway. I mean, you had him and Jennifer Garner at least kind of carry this thing a little bit. And, 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 her, and her performance was shaky. Well, how was his performance? Awful. Oh, you're saying even his performance? Everything about it was bad. Hand raised guy should have stood halfway through the filming of that movie and said, Sir, with all due respect, everyone. Had that been a baseball game, you would have been pitching your backup outfielder in the fifth, going, hey, son, go for it. I think I watched that in a theater, even. I think I paid money to watch that. Oof. Pretty sure. Um, Irish Rebel says, do you see NIL leading to big baseball programs being able to make up the remaining percentage on partial scholarships? I, I think that's too big of an ask right now. This is just so new that nobody knows yet. We don't know exactly what this looks like. Um. Places like Ole Miss, Arkansas, look, could you see some benefit? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of local people would be willing to to, to do something with that based on how the rules are. I'm, I'm trying to educate myself a little more on this over the next week or so because, frankly, I can't speak intellectually enough about it to uh, to give you guys much information. But, yeah, I mean, in theory, it's definitely a help. Um, it's probably a recruiting advantage. I was talking to somebody about that last night. But to what effect or to what amount, I, I have no idea. I think that's just the, the, the honest answer there as we uh, as we move forward. Um, do you think college baseball is a sport that's growing? Crowds, interest, money being spent, all seem to be trending upwards. Seems to be way more youth participation in the sport as well, which will help the college game with more talent available. Is the youth up? I have no clue. Um, yes. Is it? Yes. Okay. It, it's growing. It is, baseball is absolutely growing at the youth level. Okay. Now, it's, where it's where they're having some issues with it. Uh-huh is be, it's not growing in the like middle school and up. Okay. Kids are quitting baseball so much earlier okay. because of the proliferation of the travel deal. Okay. Um cuz it's a couple different arguments. Look, is the interest and in growth matching the money spent? No, because there is an arms race in this conference going on right now in baseball that Everybody in the administration knows that you're not doing it because you're trying to make that amount back. It's just not even feasible. I mean, I I would assume that there are, and I don't even know this because I don't know how much people spend, but in general, I would say there are four programs in the country that make money on college baseball. And, I mean, if that's the case, think about everybody else. You're losing to whatever extent you're losing and you know it going in, yet Kentucky bills a $45 million ballpark to lose money. I mean, I, it, 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 at some point it's about – just kind of keeping up in the conference and dedicating yourself to a sport that a lot of other sports care about and you are trying to care about as well. It's about the increased publicity that comes with being successful at it because it has grown from that standpoint. It's a bigger deal and a bigger feather in your cap to be good at baseball versus 15 years ago, for sure. Um, but, no, you know you're losing. I mean, it's Ole Miss, State, Arkansas, and um, LSU probably are the only four that actually make money in the uh, in the sport at all. And they're paying huge salaries to do it and still, and still do it. So, you know – when Auburn decides to replace Plainsman Park, they're not doing that because, oh, we're going to make so much money when we replace Plainsman Park. They're just doing it because everybody in the league is doing it except Missouri. Yeah. Well, I mean, was Alabama what? didn't think they were going to get it back in Sewell Thomas when they redid all, yeah. and all, yeah. all the stuff. I, I don't – Here's the, you know what I'm about to say. I think this is surprising when other people hear it. Outside of football right now, every college sport is a niche sport. frankly. Because basketball is a month sport right now. Basketball owns the month of March, and because of the brackets and stuff, it really owns it. 
And that one month, you can get so much publicity that it's worth the investment. Well, yeah, sure. That's a big. That's I mean, the that's, difference. That's a big deal. But you frankly got to get to the second weekend you to do. really maximize to it. maximize it. But you, there, there is, yeah, sure, yeah. You get to the second weekend and you, it's gold. I don't know what college baseball ceiling is because it's. I mean, let's be honest; it's such a bad TV sport that I don't know. Well, and the calendar makes it where a large part of the country can't play enough oh, that to justify the justification. Well, justi- I was even thinking when you when when the average fan really gets into it in the postseason, there's so much more stuff going on, and we're in the middle of the NBA sure. playoffs. We're dealing sure. with Major League Baseball at least starting to take shape at that point. If you're a baseball fan, I mean, there's lots of stuff there. And it's, it's the fact that it's getting a little better is probably not the right word. It's getting a little quicker, but you can't do it like football where they watch the bowl game and go, oh, that's my quarterback next year. Well, okay, we're going to draft Jack Leiter, but, okay, he's in a rotation in 2025. Okay, well, great. Sounds good. But. I will say this, that from a grow-the-game standpoint, the regional format sucks because so many of the games in a regional that are put on TV are neutral site games. Alabama meets North Carolina State in Ruston, Louisiana. Ooh, boy. Inject that into my veins. <laughs> With, yeah. As opposed to a three-game series where you get those third games. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you look at that third-game Mississippi State-Notre Dame, third-game NC State-Arkansas, from a pure – put fan cards down. From a TV standpoint, yeah, you you can market that. Crowds hanging on every pitch and all that stuff, you don't get that in the regional round. Do they – here's the question on that. And I agree with you. I think the regional round should be the two out of three series twice. The one plays the four and two out of three, the winners play. Uh Uh-huh. Is it then weird, though, if you do two out of three literally the entire season and then Omaha is a different format? Well, the only difference is with Omaha is that it is spaced out enough that – and it's the College World Series. Okay. So you've – and Omaha is almost a brand in and of itself. You understand your yeah. – Well, yeah, like, you know, you go to – Hey, we're going to test the pitching now. Um, you know, like there's a the, – the, what's the joke with Ole Miss? No Omaha. Yeah, sure. You know, you go to Fayetteville and you see the Omaha's shirts everywhere. Sure. So yeah. Omaha is a brand it at is. this point. Yeah, of course. I don't know that the other is a brand. Well, no, not a brand. I guess that would be my really uneducated sort I of. I mean, there are probably, I, mean, I don't, it, it's kind of played out now, but there was one point where 50 schools in the country would play one of the Omaha songs at the end of every win. I mean, during the regular season. I mean, Ole Miss did it forever. Yeah, yeah. you you'd yeah. hear it nonstop. Yeah. Um, it's a good song. Oh, it's yeah, a sneaky a, good album, Counting, Counting Crows. Crows. That album, yeah. really good. Like Mr. Jones is a great song. <laughs> you run into that? I don't run, I don't run to it anymore. But it, the, the the lyrics on it are really good. If you ever just pay attention to the lyrics on that, it's pretty pretty good. Just cluster twenty two says uh, Chase is the nineteen ninety one sixty seven and three Sunshine Mill seven and eight year old all star team still the most legendary uh, little league team in the Hatley Amory parts. Yeah, that was the Trailblazers because in ninety one you didn't have the. Uh, the uh, the proliferation of travel teams playing seventy games in a year like that that group of eight year olds um, back then so yeah they they, they were they were trailblazers completely ahead of their time and uh, at that point uh, would I rather try and tackle Derrick Henry running straight at you full speed or take a one hundred and three mile an hour fastball from Chapman in the ribs no I would rather take Derek, tackle Derrick Henry I just would rather not 
Because frankly, the most damage Henry would be if you try to go low and his thighs hit you in the head. That's the thing. As to opposed avoid. to trying to hit him in the chest, at which point he just what, what? What? I'm telling you, I think the worst thing that could happen was he hits you with his thighs. I think the worst thing that could happen is he hits you. You wouldn't choose Chapman. I would choose neither. He would break ribs. I would choose neither. Well, that wasn't a choice. Well, it would be my choice. I would just say no. Chapman could kill you. Well, yeah, that, that's a non-starter. No. But Henry's the choice. I didn't say it was pleasant. I said it's better than the alternative. By the way, why can't they make a baseball that naturally has a grip? Just like a... Like, ra- here, raise the seams where you have more grip. Well, we have raised seams in the past, and they throw it even harder, and it has even more movement. That's not good. That's the problem with the raised seams. You give them all like high school baseballs and doing some. Oh, it's it's. Oh okay. yeah, no, 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 no. That that's not the answer. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you think you think that thing moves now? Um, the whole checking players four and five times a game thing though is crazy. It's okay. Hot take. If it's, it keeps up, it's fast becoming not funny. It's going to hurt the game as much as anything non ninety four strike. Agreed. In the last 30, 40 years. No, it, 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 it is a bogged down thing that makes instant replay seem smooth and cool. I did think it was funny yesterday that the Nationals dugout was telling the umpires to check Bryce Harper's hair. <laughs> Even he was laughing at it. So, And then how about my boy Shohei? I love Shohei, Shohei Atani so much. He's like, I think if you came and told me, hey, one player in baseball not a cub can be a cub while Jacob deGrom would make the most sense. I think I would say, give me Shohei Otani. Really? Just cause I love the guy. His whole smiling personality as they were checking him was hilarious. But do we feel like this is still going to be checking at this clip in three or four weeks? I don't know. That's I guess that's my question. I don't know. I mean, are you to check a dude every start? Forever? If the spin rate goes up, I guess you start checking again. And they've got real-time analytics. They know when the spin rate goes up. That is a good point. Omaha is a strange place to be desperate to get to outside of the context of college baseball. (laughs) Yeah. It is the most – I mean, seriously, it's like somebody's in on the joke and said, hey, name a really random city in the country. And I go, Omaha. Topeka. Yeah, exactly. It is kind of funny just in – Without context, we have to get to Omaha. Yeah, like the casual fan that like just goes to the baseball game and everybody, and you know, I was like, "What's what's the Omaha thing? Yeah, like, why? <laughs> what's there? Because I mean, a the, couple of steakhouses. Well, who doesn't have a steakhouse? I mean, softball plays at Oklahoma City, and like even that's a little cooler. Like than Omaha, okay. Like, and they play up the whole hey, college baseball is this niche thing, and we're in the the Midwest and the blah 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 blah. I mean, they embrace it there. It's fine. I've re- I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little nice today, but I have really enjoyed the some of the uh, media members in Omaha that are bragging. You know, because I mean they have the Drover and the great steakhouses and everything in Omaha, yeah, as you yeah, mentioned. Sure. And they've gone to a couple of chains and been like, "See, you can get a you can throw a rock and hit a great steakhouse." It's like um, same ones in like Memphis or <laughs> Birmingham or. <laughs> Yeah. And like I'm, I'm, yeah, no. 
Yeah, all I, I, won't the call, same truck. I won't call anybody out, but I saw a couple of photos and it's like, I mean, look, live and let live, do what makes you happy, but. That Flemings is phenomenal. <laughs> like, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> okay. You do know that the steak there got frozen the same way the one in Memphis did, right? You, you, no, look, Fleming's is fine. It's like, fine. There's nothing wrong with it all. I'm not even really making fun of that. It's just like acting like there's some local yeah. establishment that yeah. had grass-fed cows out in Des Moines. Like, that's not how that worked. Exactly. <laughs> Grind, do not. No, we're not going to talk bad about Jameis. Nope, nope, nope. He's carrying us to the promised land. We're staying on this wagon. That's my quarterback. That's what we're doing this season. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll remember that week seven. <laughs> Uh, the College World Series would work just as well in Dubuque. It's fine. Move it. Whatever. I will say Omaha embraces that son of a gun more than anything you could imagine. Uh, yeah. I mean, for two weeks, it is. It's the whole it's city. It's college baseball throwing up everywhere. I yeah. mean, and they make a ton of money. Sure. The hotel rooms. They'd just, fight you if you tried to pull it. Oh, they can't lose it. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, the two biggest things a year there, I think I'm right on this, or at least I was in 14. Um, the College World Series and then Warren Buffett holds some like convention thing there, and that's like their two things a year that that kind of stimulates their their economy in that way. The convention center is huge in Omaha. It's like really nice, kind of across from the, the stadium. Yeah, I've right seen there, the pictures. TD yeah, yeah. But no, there's a reason the media and a lot of people stay in, in uh, Council Bluffs across the the river right there because the they will jack you up on some prices downtown. Is that walkable or do you have to, it's drivable? It's drivable, but you can, I mean, literally see the stadium from across the river. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's five, 10 minutes okay. tops. It's not bad. And there's, not a, bad. there's a casino there. It's, it's fine. You can, yeah. you can, you can make do. Sounds exciting. <laughs> I just spend your day huh, playing blackjack in council bluffs, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question. Speaking of saints over under nine regular season wins next year. Um, yeah, I was going to almost say push. I think they're in that 8 to 10 range, something yeah, like that. Um, I'd bet under. That's kind of what it feels like. It, it feels like a reset, just just, just be honest. Um, I'd like to not not admit that. What, what did you think of the Jameis video? I haven't seen it. I oh. just saw Grind mentioning it. Was it bad? He doesn't look like he's in just tip-top shape. Well, that's been a problem from time to time. We got time. Fine. Sure. It's all good. Mm-hmm. A lot of arm talent. He does have arm talent. It's a throw. It's throwing sport. We'll throw yeah, it. We'll be fine. It is that. It's all good. It's true. He's thrown a lot of a lot of his passes have been caught in his that's, career. Okay, we're, 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 we're going to do this thing. It's going to be true. It's going to be fine. Uh, Hattie Brooks says, between the two of you guys, you tend to have a real hatred of all things mayo, banana, and buffets. Though I certainly don't eat them in bulk, I certainly certainly enjoy them. Who is more weird, you or me? I will say that Neil has a other than maybe mayonnaise, a stronger hatred on all three of these things than I do. I have some extenuating circumstances that allow them in all in some regard. And I actually really like bananas. Like, it's a top three favorite fruit for me. Yeah. I put it in smoothies. I eat them by themselves. I'm pretty much not going to eat at a buffet. Any buffet. And this was pre-COVID, too. Oh, yeah, 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 Lord. Because it's disgusting. Because you don't trust the service, because you don't trust the other people in the sneeze guard. How long has it been sitting there? I didn't say go to Ryan's, but there are levels of buffets. Well, even the one like at Ole Miss, the the, the that, that's pregame meal. for the better buffets that we could have experienced? No. That, that, like, that's the it's one? Just, I just watch people go through the line, and I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm not a germaphobe at all. Yeah, no. Not even a little bit. 
but I just, yeah. When I told you, I'm the weird person that I won't eat mayonnaise, but I eat lots of sauces that have mayonnaise in them. And I understand that, and I get it, and whatever. It's a... It's a texture thing it's when it's a texture by itself. Thing, yeah. It looks like just fat on a plate. That's yeah. why I don't eat it. Um, the buffets, look, I don't feel like I'm going to get great fare, if you will, but yeah. okay, fine. Like I understand what it is, and I'm all right with it. It's not the end of the world. Because, um, yeah, it's not germs at all. Like I don't care about that kind of thing. That's that's not bothering me. And as long as I set my expectations, I mean, I'm not going to the chocolate fountain, but... um. Okay, like Ryan says, would a Brazilian steakhouse be considered a buffet? I'm not a huge fan of those things. Well, I get the whole let's well, we're going to eat till we have the meat sweats. Yeah, eating to the point of being uncomfortable doesn't like do a lot for me. I, I don't classify it a traditional buffet, though. No, no, I'm going to pull it away from that. Yeah. I think that's fair to avoid that. I mean, I, honestly, I don't. I've avoided them for the most part. I've never been to Texas Day Brazil in Memphis. I know some people have. I've been once. Have. I've been once. Um, and it was fine. I went to a couple of them in Miami in 08. We were down there. Um, I think it was technically an Argentinian steakhouse, but sure. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. I guess they would fight me on that, but they probably it, would. it seemed like the same, same thing to me. Um, they're, they're, it's fine. It's, it's, it's. Exactly, it's it, fine. It, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, it's better than like Ryan's. Yeah, well, sure, of course. You have a favorite out of the different local buffet establishments <laughs> that you could find in the, in the in ninety minutes away? No, Golden Corral, Ryan's. No. Um, I just, I'm yeah, not sure I've ever really gotten that hungry. Bonanza back in the day was kind of sort of. Well, there was a Bonanza in Ruston when I was a kid. I liked Bonanza as a kid. We went to Bonanza a couple of times. Was that one on Tupelo on Jackson Street? And I was, <laughs> I, I, I was fine with Bonanza. The last time I was in Ruston, Bonanza was like a shoe shoe store. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> I I guess this tells you somebody's food. And the fact that I was like nine is I mostly only remember the soft serve ice cream that had a lot of toppings available. Oh yeah, that's kind of what I remember from Bonanza more. Than that was kind of like the 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 grandfather of the chocolate fountain. It was, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we we had a Western Sizzlin in, in Amory for a while. Served high quality sirloins. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I think from back in the day. Um, I, think, I think it's Barn Hills is the other one that used to be like in Tupelo or Columbus. Oh, yeah. It was I've like heard a buffet that. kind of place. Something like that. I told you, we used to do it. It was after every high school golf trip <laughs> because the, I, in some ways, I think the coach just liked it. Um, but then it was all the, the excuse, though, was everybody can eat quickly and find something and we can get back on the thing. But he, if there was a Golden Corral or a Ryan's anywhere in shouting distance, that was that was the meal after the after the the match, every single time. Yeah, that was a that was a thing. Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G and M Pharmacy. It's been telling you for a couple of weeks now that state and school employees in the area, if your insurance provider uses CVS Caremark, which is a pharmacy benefit manager, it's not to be confused with CVS Pharmacy. It's nowhere near the same thing. I know they have the same logo. I don't know why, but you don't have to do anything. You're all good at your local pharmacy. And hopefully that is G and M in Oxford or Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs. So still get your local delivery. Here in the Oxford area, your MedSync fulfills your prescriptions the same day each month and more. So no matter what logo's on that card, you can use it at G&M to find out more. 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, 
Uh, John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners. That allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you get in touch with him. You tell him what parameters you have for your trip, what, what's your budget roughly. Just give him kind of a rough idea of what you're looking to do and then do nothing. Sit back and he's going to give you tons of options to make your trip one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Um, you can save $50 off your first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Alpha Specialties. Alpha located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. They've also got Hallmark Cargo Trailers. And uh, they've got the ability to work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. Spare tires and wheels starting at $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They've got it all at Alpha. They can also repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed gooseneck and rv 601-932-9798 or check them out at alpha of ms.com and we're brought to you by joey erickson hair and gear chevrolet let joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford choose from a full selection of new chevy vehicles or uh, get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles 662-571-2367 or 1685 high street in jackson what else we uh have here on the uh on the list anything in the stream while i'm scrolling i've heard nothing about Ole miss cutting any kind of out-of-state tuition waivers to neighboring states Ole miss is doing pretty well right now from an out-of-state student standpoint and i think they're probably going to stand pat so hard just to do something like that wholesale and there's no oh, way to it, manipulate it. You either do it for everybody or you don't do it. Yeah, for public institutions, it's incredibly hard to case-by-case case much of anything. And I've tried to tell people this. State didn't do it for its baseball program. Arkansas didn't do it for its baseball program. Are there benefits? Sure. But that's not why they did it. Frankly, it's not why Vanderbilt does it. There are only so many people who can afford $55,000 a year or whatever it is to go to Vanderbilt. Well, that- it's a hell of an advantage, but that is the one negative is that the kid that does owe anything at Vanderbilt owes a lot. A ton. I mean, it, it's expensive. Yeah. So they're not doing it for baseball. Hattie on down says, if I'm hungry and on the road, there isn't a better option than a buffet. Like I, like I want to stop to sit down to eat, but I don't want to wait forever. It gives you both of those. Yeah, it's fair. It's, it's just pick accordingly. Know what to eat, what not to eat. And proceed. I guess so. I mean, don't eat the sushi. Oh, God. I mean, stay away from most anything like that. Just all the fried foods are going to taste exactly the same as the other fried food. So pick something if you're the not. The of the fried that. food was cooked thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. And the salad bar has probably been turn- overturned or no. Mm. You don't trust the salad bar being Not even enough. a little bit. You think that lettuce has been there for as long as that lettuce has or been there? Or just anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just... The ham, the cheese, the... And how do I know that that wasn't put back in a Ziploc and thrown back out the next day? So you have an issue with salad bars, too? Even in popular places? Because, see, I grew up, like, where 
frankly, I would rather make my own salad at a salad bar than somebody bring me a salad. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Not even okay. not even a thing. Like like a Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, I'd be happy to go make my own salad. They still have a salad bar there. Well, if they lost a the salad bar, why does anyone go? <laughs> I mean, wasn't that the whole purpose? Like, I'm just surprised, like in the whole post COVID thing. Well, now that I don't know, yeah. but I mean, anybody know what we got? Uh, the difference in Vandy and Stanford in admissions is that Vanderbilt wants to be really good at baseball, and Stanford does not put the same effort into that. I mean, they didn't let Derek Diamond in for God's sake. Yeah, and not not directed at you, Ginger, just in general. I mean, that shows a huge difference in the uh, in the in the way that 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 works. That out. remains a head scratcher. A four point like yeah, I'm guessing a, it's a top fifty prospect, an upper twenties ACT probably, uh, twenty eight I believe. Yeah, like come on. Bigger. If you're the coach, you got to call the Bursar, oh, the admissions guy, and go. Really, if I'm the coach, I'm like, really. He's the best player in my class. I'm calling my agent and going to get me out. Where you want to go? Anywhere. Jason's Deli is fine. That's a good one. Their salad bar is good. Yeah, and see, it feels fresher, Jason's Deli. Is that a marketing thing? I don't know. Is that a busy thing? Because like the one in Hoover's hopping, hopping, and there's yeah. one out on 280 that's that's really good. Okay. Ben says Tupelo has a newish place called Holland's Country Buffet. We should come do a show. <laughs> hey, look, we'll send a rate. Um, yeah. I mean, I got a price for anything. <laughs> Ichiban has some sushi. Yeah, I've, I've eaten an Ichiban. I have. Um, I. I, you just have to be careful with salad bars, but no, they're like the Ruby Tuesdays in a place where it actually turns over. Jason's Deli for sure. Yeah, it's 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 all good. Grind. I don't know the specific numbers. He says how many Alabama kids go to Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. I know that Mississippi State has made tremendous inroads in the big cities in Alabama with the scholarship offer, especially West Alabama. They right. hammered West Alabama. And mo- the Birmingham in the mo- in the Mobile area. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then J- the Jackson, Tennessee down area in Tennessee. Yeah. Those are the two areas they really have made a, a, a big difference with. They have a pretty big presence in Jackson, Tennessee. You see a lot of state there. Because that's kind of no man's land, Jackson, Tennessee. Like, Where do you go? You know what I mean? And Ole Miss used to do really well there. Yeah, because that's still a good ways from Knoxville, for example. Yeah, it's it's an area that I understand why state tried to exploit it. I guess is what I'm thinking. Like, sure, I think Ole Miss still does well in the over the mountain portion of of uh, Birmingham. Do they? I think so. I, I could be wrong. Like no. Mountain, Mountain Brook, some yeah, of those Homewood, places. Vestavia Hills. The Mayo Oreo thing's not real, but. Of these, which would you be most willing to uh, put on your, your is a condiment? Okay. Okay. These are Heinz products. Uh, buffalo ranch, buffalo sauce and ranch combined. Okay. Okay. Uh, honey and sriracha. Okay. Uh, ketchup and ranch. Mm-mm. Mayonnaise and ketchup. Mm-mm. Ketchup and chili sauce. Okay. Mayonnaise and sriracha. Mm-mm. Mayo and mustard. What person would do that? I don't know. Those are ones. That's it. The sriracha. The, the, honey, the honey and the sriracha. The honey sriracha. Because you're going to get. I'm in. Sweet and sweet and spicy. That actually makes sense. It actually sounds I, there's good. There's nothing for me to talk bad about that. <laughs> no. With. I, I'm okay with that. Um, 
somebody you remember this is one of our first unpackings back in the day gave us the uh the scotch bonnet mustard i've oh, ordered yeah. a good bit of that as time has gone oh, really? i use the crap it's really good it. yeah. yeah yeah like it'll even kick up like a sandwich or something gives you just enough kind of with the with the, the bonnet because i i eat mustard almost everything so that's yeah i do too i love mustard yeah it adds it adds a lot like it really really does um let's see like i like just a grilled hamburger patty with mustard do you grill it with the mustard no, I you just, never know that. Just I could, yeah. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. There are people talking themselves into taking the fastball instead of Henry. I don't think you it understand. Will break. How much, it was going to break ribs. You're going to be. You're going to be in pain for a long time. It could puncture a lung in the right spot. Yeah, you could die. <laughs> See, Henry's not killing you. I mean, I, I'm not hitting him either. He looks like he could kill you. Do you stop and bundle up, or do you have to run full speed at him? Dude, I'm not doing it. Physics-wise, what makes the most sense? I, I would think stopping and bundling Because you're not... And letting him run over you, I, I would think. You're diving at his ankles. But you can't get hit. Yeah, if I get hit in the head with that leg, I'm going to wish I'd... Done what? I mean, I am I think I'm trying to, like, roll up in a ball and kind of take the brunt, like, right at his, like, belly button. Okay. Uh, where would I rank Dunhurst on the list of Bianco defensive catchers? Um, he's as good as any thrower Mike's had. Um, for sure, Cooper had a stronger arm. Stuart Turner might have had a stronger arm. What's Cooper doing now? Still playing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Some, I don't know I where he's at. I didn't know yeah. how happy he was. Um, Dunhurst is the quickest. His transfer is better than anybody I've yeah. seen at Ole Miss by by far. Um, Stuart Turner is the best receiver out of those three. Um, Cooper had some struggles as a receiver for a good bit of his career. Dunhurst doesn't frame as well as I'd kind of like him to at times, and he will have some balls pop off the bit and do some things. They I'm, can fix his framing. Yeah, and I'm going to give him a little bit of a break as, as kind of it's all moving along a little bit because he was so freaking tired at the end of the year. I mean, he caught every single yeah. game. They, that, can, they can fix his framing. If, if the Cubs can fix Wilson Contreras' framing – Hayden's going to be fine. Although catchers do have to get a break. Like, I think the Cubs overuse Contreras, and it shows. I mean, I think it hurt Dunhurst's offense for sure. I did, too. I thought he, he looked exhausted at the end. Uh, he's in high A. Okay. With the uh, West Michigan Whitecaps. Okay. So, I'll be something. really surprised if he does not play Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think he gets up as a second catcher. Yes. With, with whatever organization ends up. And plays for a while. Those guys are hard to find. There are a couple condiments on that BWL that I do understand why you say that, but the Pizza Hut salad bar scares me. I, I have a hard time with the Pizza Hut salad bar. <laughs> that's, um, that's what I'm saying. I just know. Do they still have the the Pizza Hut buffet? Is it back from COVID? Pizza Hut's dead here. Well, I just mean in general. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the franchise hasn't died. I don't go on no, the... there's still one here. Are you sure? Yeah, it's it's over behind, um, like kind of behind Rebel Rags over there by High Cotton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that in is the little where shopping is. center. Now. That is where it is. Yeah, but it's just a drop in and pick up. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like the old <laughs> yeah. red roof uh-uh. thing from our from our youth. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Where everybody had a postseason baseball party at the Pizza Hut. Yeah, and you turned in your reading your your reader points to get the free personal pan when I was when I was young. And in Ruston, it was full of video game machines like Pac Man and yeah, we had a couple of those. Yeah, and so that was a fun. Was but a it was always place. a big deal. Whenever you got to so many reading points, you would get the certificate for the free personal pan. Like that was a day. I mean, like that was. 
And you you can get you, that. You might go rent where the fern, fern grows, and we're going to have a party that day. Yeah. Wasn't AR points back then when I was What was it we used to called. send off, and six to eight weeks later, we'd get like a book or something like that? You, was that from that like that scholastic book fair stuff? Maybe so. It took six to eight weeks. It took that long? Yeah, you'd forget. It's almost like ordering stuff off the Sears catalog <laughs> back in the day. Like. Yeah. And it would come and almost be a surprise. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I I don't know how we got here, but whatever. It's the end of the show today. Um, I got down the wormhole the other day. I ran across some website where Sears, back in the day, sold you all the materials to build a house out of their catalog. Where the train or whatever, it's like in the 1920s, 19-teens, seriously would give you an instruction manual and every piece of a house that had to be then constructed by you or someone else or whatever. And, like, the prices range. It was, like, a way to get people that didn't have a ton of money a home. And, like, the prices ranged on what kind of home you wanted. Like, they had a big Victorians down and to you whatever. you just go pick where you wanted to put it? I guess you had to have the land. But, yeah, like, they literally an instruction manual for the house. <laughs> hey, here's the parts. Have at it. <laughs> and they found where, like, the most expensive one back in the day. I forget what, they were, what it was called. They found, like, three that were still completely good 100 years later. Really? Like, what's going on? And one of them's in, like, Virginia or North Carolina or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's had a couple, I guess, not even renovations, but additions or something to it. But, yeah. like, looks great. Like, whoever put that so much together, like, he'd have one of those kids' kitchens together in, like, five minutes. I mean, because that son of a gun, it's pristine. Can you imagine? There. No damn way. Well, even if I did that for a living, the overwhelming feeling of watching all the parts of a house be yeah. laid out in front of me. I had to go buy a new edger and stuff the other day, and the guy was like giving me a crash course on how to change things. I'm like, whoa, slow down. I'm slow so down. lack of Slow down. I, I can do it, but slow down and talk to me like I'm five. It's kind of what Ikea does. Yeah, that's, that's true. Ikea's that, that, that same, not yeah. a house, but yeah, that's, that's their deal. Ikea stuff's pretty intimidating when you start putting it together. Oh, you think so? Oh, I know so. <laughs> Been there, done that. The worst thing I've ever had to put together was the kids' craft kitchen. That's by far, and anybody, any parent around my age, yeah, yeah, like it's, it's a kids' kitchen that seriously, it's like a forty-page booklet on how to put that son of a gun together. I mean, it's, like divorce attorneys love that stuff. They, it's just. Wonder, I, wonder I, how I robbed much. a buddy. <laughs> I told him I'd give him a case of beer if he'd come help, and we watched an entire bowl game putting it together. It took three hours. Oh my god! And we just, I mean, grinding through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A married couple should never do that together. Yeah, like literally plumbing, like everything. The entire house was laid out the way I understand it, Daniel. Like the entire thing. Yeah, everybody liked the book fairs. You get like the poster of your Michael Jordan or David Justice or the Lamborghini to put on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second coming of the subprime mortgage crisis. So, yeah, you, you should look it up. You get down a wormhole pretty quickly on kind of what that was like. But they have found, yeah, there's several still standing of the most expensive version back back in the day. So Ginger yeah. says, my entertainment every Christmas Eve is watching my husband cuss while putting stuff together. Well, one of the keys there is don't wait till Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then you're just in a bad mood. Like, I, I know, but early. Got to get it done early and just go cover it someplace. Well, see, I didn't realize what was coming. I We were at a Christmas party probably, I don't know, five, six days before Christmas. And everybody's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, well, I got to put this thing together. Like the dread and all of the eyes, they're going, oh, no, oh yeah, yeah. I did that last year. And I'm like, oh, no, okay, we got a problem. Let's figure out how to fix this problem now. 
and at that point you're hiring people you're trying to figure it out you're uh you're you're getting through it so yeah that's uh that's it so all right appreciate the questions today um and all week because you've been great in the stream we will be back with another podcast soon um i don't know the exact schedule neil's out of town or part of next week um yeah, all of we'll, next week. okay all of next week but you'll get some podcasts we'll figure it out i'll uh captain the ship and figure out some stuff content wise for you at that time so stay locked in rebelgrove.com in the meantime enjoy your weekend have a good day talk to you soon everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.